episode of the Teaching Canada's History podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Campbell, and in this special educator series, we're speaking with the finalists for the 2019 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. Today, I'm very lucky to be speaking with Danita Lewis, a grades K-8 teacher at Southgate Middle School in Campbell River, BC. So thank you very much, Danita, for taking the time to speak with me and for joining me today on our podcast. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your school and your classroom? Of course. Um, my name is Danita Lewis, and I'm Dene Sutline from Cold Lake, Alberta. However, I live in the unceded territory of the Comox people, and I'm really lucky to um, teach in the Liquitoc territory, who are the Kwakwala and Liquala speaking people. Um, I work as a district language and culture teacher, and I teach a program that is offered to all grade six, seven students through Southgate Middle School. And that program is called First Nation Studies. And then the language and culture uh, district position is the K to eight, where I go and I teach Indigenous content to the feeder schools that go to the middle school. And can you explain to us what First Nation Studies is? Yeah, so um, First Nation Studies is a program that was created roughly eight years ago. And basically, uh, it t- what we talk about is the history of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people, which is fundamentally the, the history and the backbone of our country. Um, the contributions that Indigenous people um, have contributed to shape and develop our country. Um, Students are given learning opportunities regarding the history of Indigenous people in Canada, um, their contributions, as well as historical impacts of treaties, Indian Act, Act, the residential schools, and reconciliation. Um, Students are offered learning opportunities that are cross-curricular and cross-cultural, and um, they learn about one another and our cultures, and um, we celebrate these differences. And students end up being more kind, caring, and compassionate because this program serves to build bridges. So it is a program that roughly four to 500 students participate in each year. And it's uh, basically it's learning about Indigenous culture. Wow, that's some really impressive and important work. And you mentioned that you designed it eight years ago. What really inspired you to develop this project and, and to see it through? There's a saying, it's called Sikwi Ta'i Hathul Gwedith Beba, which means the children traveling toward us. So my inspiration is always drawn uh, from my daughter. And uh, also the old people, there's a saying, they say that they're, they're my reason for living. So I draw a lot of inspiration from my daughter. And I really think that there's a need to have authentic Indigenous knowledge in our education system. And I also draw inspiration from the people who have come before us. For example, my grandfather. 
And how do you promote authentic Indigenous learning in your classroom? Well, the way that I was taught, um, it basically um, describes my philosophy, which was shaped by my elders in my life who taught me authentic land-based hands-on experiences, which is kind of a holistic approach. And another philosophy is it's student-centered, which combines transformative learning with experiential learning. So students um, being given the opportunity to develop to develop their their mind, their body while connecting to their emotions. Um, these skills that are fostered can be used and applied cross-curricularly, and students learn about oral tradition, written communication, about teamwork, um, critical thinking, problem solving, um, environmental awareness, and also media awareness. Yeah, I love that you described that as a very holistic learning experience, because that's exactly what it sounds like. And I can imagine it's extremely impactful for your students. Mm -hmm. What would you think is some of the greatest impacts and and lessons that come out of this project? Um, I think um, awareness of our shared history and helping students to grow into socially responsible people who are more kind, compassionate, and caring. And why do you think it's important for for young people, or people of any age for that matter, to to really study and learn about our Indigenous history? Well, I think history is really important because it's a means for change and, you know, not repeating past mistakes. We need to teach the true history of the land that we reside on. And by teaching history, it gives our students a sense of belonging. And does this translate not only into your students' individual growth and development, but also for our communities at large? Can you speak to what some of the greater impacts of this for society as a whole? Um, I think because everybody has a culture that they belong to. Um, This is the part that I was speaking to before about it serving as a bridge. So if you look at your own heritage, you'll find out that we're all pretty similar when it comes down to it. So, um, you know, breaking down the barriers and the myths and, and just celebrating our diversity. Yeah, I think that's great. I often also think students sometimes uh, begrudgingly study history, you know, they like to think it's super boring or uh, that it doesn't doesn't impact them or any of those kinds of things you often sometimes hear, hear kids say. So how do you try to really keep your students engaged in learning about history and studying uh, the past? That is a really great um, question. Um, and my, my students are kept engaged because I give them hands-on land-based teachings and bringing elders and knowledge keepers to share authentic teachings. Um, so making history relevant to them by guiding them in exploring their own heritage and bringing their own roots closer to them. And what are some of the, the tools or the resources that you've used to help strengthen your personal teaching practice or, or tools that you would recommend to other teachers to try to incorporate more Indigenous perspectives into their classrooms? Oh, well, my greatest resource by far is the elders and the knowledge keepers. Um, I feel really, really honored that I get to teach with 
um, and invite so many of these knowledge keepers into my classroom because they're such a rich source of information and knowledge that stems from before the creation of time. As for uh, teaching tools, I really um, I enjoy receiving the History Canada links, and those are used regularly in my teaching practice and also shared among other teachers that um, are looking for ways to incorporate Indigenous content. Yeah, I think you often hear teachers are are afraid to bring up Indigenous content in their classrooms because they don't necessarily know how to approach it. So those are definitely, you know, especially elders, like you mentioned, they're fantastic resources and um, you feel very honoured to bring them into your classroom. You're talking about this project having been developed for the last eight years, and mm-hmm. I'm curious what you would tell yourself as a younger teacher uh, in terms of advice for, for embarking your career. Um, my advice to a younger me would be to follow your heart, like to, you know, being a teacher, I have to make a lot of space for Indigenous content, because like you said, there is a lot of fear around making mistakes. And um, yeah, just there's a lot of fear there. So for me, I've always just, I've followed my heart, and I have followed my intuition, in making sure that I'm doing this for the right reason, which is, you know, building bridges between cultures and, um, and making space for Indigenous knowledge and the education system. Thank you so much, Danita. I think that is a perfect summary for your project and for what, what we're trying to achieve, and that is building bridges between cultures. Um, you're doing really important work, and I feel very privileged that you were able to share that with me today. So it's been a real pleasure to speak with you. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke.